Hi, in this episode of IB Matters, we talk to five students from Ebenezer International School in Bangalore, India, and their coordinator, Bhavya Prabhu. These students have created a CAS project based on the UN Sustainable Development Goals, known as the UN SDGs. They mentor younger students to learn about particular SDGs and then help them develop TED Talk format speeches for their peers. To make this even more challenging, they've done this while never setting foot in the school or meeting their mentee students face-to-face. This project illustrates the extraordinary young people who take on the diploma program. Each of these students deserves a huge salute for their service to others and their commitment to making the world a better place. There are links in our podcast notes allowing you to see their webpage and some of the talks featured in the podcast. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, folks. Welcome back to IB Matters. We have a special episode today with students and uh, and a returning guest. So we have Bravya Prabhu from uh, Bangalore, India, and she is back. When we spoke last time about science and how IB approaches science, she shared with me kind of an exciting thing she's been part of at her school and she's invited four of her students to come along and they are here with us today and I'm really just going to turn this over right now to Bavia to introduce the students that we have here and uh, let's go ahead and hear from them and hear from you if you would please Bavia. Uh, hello John thanks for the re-invite again I'm very happy to give our students this platform so we the students of EISB uh, has been a part of this initiative where they are going to focus more on the SDGs. So I want the students to introduce uh, about themselves so that you get a better idea about what they are doing in this club. So Anjali, can you introduce yourself? Um, hello, my name is Anjali Nair and I'm a grade 12 for IBDB2 student in Ebenezer International. And um, I'm thinking of pursuing law in the future uh, with either a focus in corporate or political law. Sunshine? Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Sinchan Hari Krishna. I'm also part of Ebenezer International School uh, at the grade IBDB2. I hope to plan, I hope to pursue computer science and business in college. Chan? Uh, my name is Chan Bakshi, and I'm also part of Ebenezer International School, and I'm in grade 12 right now. My future plans are uh, to become a cybersecurity analyst, and that's why I've designed the website for this club. Rishi? Uh, my name is Rishi. Uh, I'm also part of Ebenezer International School, and I plan to pursue uh, computer science, uh, mainly on um, um, artificial intelligence. And I also developed the website along with John. Sounds great. Sounds like an interesting group of young people. Um, so I'm going to, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll ask a few questions, but I'll let uh, Bavia kind of decide. Uh, we'll, we'll choose those of us. If you're listening, we're watching each other on Zoom so we can see who's raising their hands. But uh, let's let's first talk about uh, this uh, TED, uh, TED Talk Club that you have. And uh, the, let's talk first about what's the purpose of it and tell us a little bit about the club. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so through the EISB TED Talk Club, we hope we can stimulate students' minds to creatively think and formulate their own ideas about resolving problems within our community today. Uh, we hope to educate students on the prevalent global issues as well. 
And through this club, we hope to raise awareness about the sustainable developmental goals and help students become innovators as they help the world progress with regards to the 17 goals. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about the sustainable development goals in just a minute, but let's hear more, a little bit more about uh, anyone else want to chime in or talk about the club itself? Yeah, Anjali, come on, go ahead. So our, uh, we do we discuss one SDG every month, and it's held in our CCA or extracurricular lessons. And uh, we have student mentors who present the various SDGs to the different age groups. Currently, we're targeting grade 1 to 10. And then we have our teachers in charge who uh, further this lesson and continue discussing the SDGs. And at the end, we have the students start discussing and adding points and start debating on the various learnings that they've learned and combined with their own research. Yeah, so that the, the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, are from my, my understanding is that the, they're developed by the United Nations and there's 17, as you mentioned. Um, can you, someone describe them a little more fully, what it is it that you're, you're working with the younger students on? Uh, Chan, go ahead. Just describe what you understand by the term SDGs. Yeah. The SDGs are also known as the Sustainable Development Goals. These are 17 interlinked global goals by the United Nations. These goals call for action in their respective fields. These goals have a balance. These goals long for a balanced social construct, economic and environmental stability universally. Whereas the other SDGs also have a distinct mission, such as to end poverty, hunger, AIDS, and discrimination against women and girls. Ms. Rishi, go ahead. Uh, the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Objectives are a set of 17 goals with 169 targets that all UN member states have committed by, to completing by 2030. They place a major emphasis on promoting equality in order to fulfill the needs of women, children, and undeserved groups in general. They outline a vision uh, of a world without poverty, uh, hunger, or sickness. So one thing you'll hear in the description of the, the standard development goals, I'm so, sorry, the sustainable development goals is the, the link to IB. And, and as we've talked about this on this podcast before, it's the fact that uh, the sustainable development goals really strongly connect with the IB mission. Um, I know here where I'm located, we have a lot of elementary schools doing this as part of their exhibition. And uh, you'll see it in, in personal projects of middle year students. And this group of students we have with us today is, you know, they're high school juniors and seniors, actually mostly seniors, I think. And um, they are helping younger students kind of understand their role in, in helping these, these things go forward. So um, I think this is one of the, the really interesting things is that you guys are working with younger students. So you yourselves are not the feature. It's the fact that you're instructing other students, as I understand. Is Who, who does get involved in the club and, and how did students uh, become members? Go ahead. Uh, so we do have a pretty strict hierarchy in the club. As I mentioned before, that we do have student mentors and teachers in charge who do take our sessions forward. And currently I'm the communication manager. And basically my role involves managing the lines of communication between teachers, mentors, and students. So that would be through sending emails for various meetings and distributing the flyers at the beginning of the month. And with regards to the flyers, we do have one of my classmates, Adeline, who unfortunately couldn't make it due to health issues, but she does create introductory flyers when we introduce an S uh, the new SDGs at the beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. 
so for this club, I'm the outreach manager. And so I take on the responsibility of reaching out to people within their community to grace their TED Talk events uh, that are held for our students. So each one of us, apart from the hierarchy of the club we follow, each one of us is also a student member, student mentor for different grades. Uh, so we help the, our fellow classmates understand the SDGs better and guide them uh, through their communication skills and help them understand and creatively think about this, about the sustainable developmental goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rishi? Uh, so I am a website developer and a mentor for various grades, and I have the job of editing and updating the website along with Chand. Uh, and I am the website developer also along with Rishi, and I am also a mentor during the TED-Ed sessions. I've designed the website and I manage the contents of it. So, you know, those are listeners, I'm, I'm sure basically everyone has uh, either watched or heard a TED Talk or both. Um, they have a real kind of distinct format. Is that something that you're trying to reproduce when you um, do these TED Talk, uh, you know, when you mentor your younger students? Are they, are you kind of giving them some ideas about how to deliver the TED Talk as well? Uh, so, John, I want to add in here. So, our students, like, actually, we try to give them how uh, body language is very important when you present at a TED Talk. So, they help them to develop those skills and how storytelling is an essential part when you do a TED Talk, right? So, the audience should have the contact or the connect with what the speaker is speaking. So, these kind of strategies they try to develop between the students when they mentor them, okay? So, as uh, the students already told you, like, each student is awarded, is, uh, is assigned to a particular grade. So, they will be working on them, like, you know, to develop those skills other than communication, even the body language, and even not only those, even the research aspects of the topic, right, when it comes to mm-hmm. SDGs, like if you say about the quality education or zero hunger, like what is the research dwelled in other countries, like how are the other countries involved in that research, or what is their role, or how uh, important are they? So this is how they bring those topics in front of the students. And uh, especially, so these uh, sessions which are done, we do have these sessions added on a website. So it is like it is available to all the community, like even the parents and the other members of the community within the school, they can get access to these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, and for our listeners too, we're going to be adding some links to this, the podcast notes. So you should be able to see some samples and idea of how the website looks and works. And yeah, that should be helpful. Um, so when you how many like how many students do you each mentor? Do you each mentor one student or are there uh, do you have multiple students that you work with? So we do have sessions, like, you know, so the students who are right now who are the members of this club, so they don't mentor the same students. So depending upon the SDG, suppose, let me take an example of Sinchan and Anjali. So if they're mentoring the students of lower grades for the SDG this year, uh, this uh, month, so the next month when the SDG changes, they're going to mentor a different group. So from this, they also get the understanding of, you know, uh, mentoring the students of different age uh, group and uh, different grades. So usually we mentor students like, you know, uh, five students are being mentored at a time with these people. So we have other TP2 uh, students also who are a part of this mentoring session, but mm-hmm. these are the people who are uh, the part of the core committee who assign the students. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rishi wants to add something. Rishi, yeah. would you like to add? Uh, yeah. So uh, each of us mentor a specific grade. And when we mentor, um, when we mentor like you know uh and teach a specific sdg we teach uh for the entire grade so like usually on average it'll be around uh 18 to 19 students okay 
And are all, all the students in the Ebenezer International School? Is it like, do you have a, is it a K-12 school? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a K-12 yes. school. So you, you, so you're able to go kind of to the earlier grades that you were probably part, uh, part of at one time and, and talk to the younger students. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's so many, when you think about it, there's so many ways that young people look up to older people. And usually it's the people in the same school as opposed to the adults. You know, it's cool that you're doing that with the, you know, you, you are acting as mentors to the young people that uh, you once were. So that's very interesting. So, John, I would like to add uh, a little bit more here. I want them to actually share their experiences because if you see the students right now, they have mentored the lower grade students from grade one to two, and even they have mentored the grade eight and nine students also. So I just want to know the, uh, from their viewpoint, like what experiences they have, right? Yes. So, Anjali, yes, go ahead. Uh, so for the first month, I had mentored grades one to two, and then I moved up to grades three to five. And I think it was a very interesting experience because you had to understand how to explain the concept of sustainability to children who are five or six years old. And it's a concept that I myself only learned when I came to like the end of middle school and high school. And I think so we had to break it down really well. So I worked alongside Rishi and we sort of portrayed the sustainable development goals as a superhero adventure and how each of the individual students were their own superheroes if they could help achieve these goals. And with regards to that, we sort of highlighted the inequality. So we focused on goals one uh, and two, which is no poverty and no hunger. So we highlighted how some people have no money, how some people have no food. And because we have money and food, we have to be the superheroes in this case. So I think that was a very memorable experience. I love it. That's a really, really good way to connect with the younger people. Yes, Shincha? Uh, so mine's the reverse, actually. So I mentored grades three to five, and then I went to grades one to two. So my experience is similar. Uh, I really had to learn like how to fine tune my like public speaking skills. Um, like, like you can't speak a certain way to grades three and four as you three and five, as you speak to grades one and two. And there's also like information, uh, the amount of information you provide for different grades is also different as well. Also, uh, like through my experience, we, me and Adeline actually presented on the sustainable development goal four, which is for quality education. And so we had to really like focus on how are we going to break like statistics and reasonings uh, involved for this SDG in like a really simple manner to make like grades one to two understand. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think as I was presenting, I also found myself thinking like, if I was in this grade, like, would I have thought that? So I was really like inspired by some of the ideas that grades one to two gave to how to solve like the quality education. Rishi, you want that? Yeah, so uh, uh, for the first month, I've mentored uh, the first grade along with Anjali. Um, and uh, we had to, uh, you know, change our uh, uh, speaking uh, as well as uh, our presenting skills um, in a way that uh, the first graders would understood, understand. Um, but like uh, one thing that I uh, like, you know, took, um, I was inspired by was uh, the first graders, uh, you know, grasp the idea of sustainability really well. And uh, I realized that, you know, the younger generations are able to understand like you know uh more complex information more clearly well that's good to know 
So are these just a quick aside here? Are you doing this during their after school as well? So you're both you're after school and those students are after school. So you're it's not during their class time during the day. So actually, we have incorporated uh, this one of the lesson during the week. Okay, so the sessions done by the students are usually done during the session, and the mentoring sessions are done, and these are done, you know, after the school also sometimes okay. with the students. But we have this one session in our timetable. And so, how many total um, DP students, diploma students, do you have involved as mentors, and then as part of the club? You guys are the part, or most, uh, if I understand, you're four of the five kind of committee members mainly, and then you have other uh, peers of yours that are doing this? Uh, so, John, like yeah. uh, if you look into the students there, so we have uh, at least, you know, 10 students who have been involved and who have been doing about the uh, reflection process, creating the reflection forms, you know, to the parents and to the students to understand like what did they understood from this term of SDG, okay, from this example or whatever activities they learned or how did they feel about the session. And at the same time, we had designed our logo. Uh, the logo for the club so there are some people who are involved other than these two students but these are the people who are actually playing a different role like as yeah. we said there is a hierarchy so we have a system we have our own ecosystem of SDGs and the TEDx club so where the TED talk club where the students are assigned each roles and these are the ones who are communicating and not only students even the teachers the grade level teachers are also part of this club so when we have a student who is mentoring the students of that particular grade, so we have the teacher who is actually teaching that grade also so that they too can exchange their thoughts. Okay, the student and the teacher can exchange the thoughts and that is how they can actually mentor the students. So that is how we go ahead. Yeah. Okay. And from your descriptions earlier, I heard that you've been working on uh, the, the SDGs starting with you know, the no hunger, the no, the no poverty, um, and then... Uh, good education did how many which other ones have you done or are you working on this month Rishi, go ahead so now we've uh, featured goal one to end poverty in all its forms everywhere goal two to end hunger um, and achieve food security and improved uh, nutrition goal three to ensure a healthy lives and promote well-being for all ages and uh, goal four to in, ensure inclusive and equitable um, quality education and promote lifelong learning opportunities for. That's those are excellent. Yeah, and and I understand you're gonna you do a new one every month. Is that correct? Yeah. So anyone anyone know which one's coming next? So we are working on. Uh, yeah, Shincha, go ahead. Uh, so for next month, we're working on five and six. Um, yeah, so uh, we're really excited to present uh, to these the two goals to the other grades as well. How much time does it take you to prepare um, your presentation to the younger students? Do you have to spend quite a bit of research yourself, uh, understanding the goal, and then coming up with a lesson plan for how to speak with them? Yeah, Angie, go ahead. I think personally, it does take quite some time because... Firstly, as you mentioned, we do have to do the research for each of the goals. We, Since we're giving information to younger grades, we have to make sure our own sources are extremely accurate. Otherwise, we're just spreading misinformation. Uh, and more than the research as well, it is breaking down the research in a way that's understandable to children. So in the month of June, to conclude, I presented a speech on the first SDG, which was No Poverty. And my speech was on equality versus equity and which poses a better solution with regards to eradicating poverty. 
And I had to break the topic in such a way where children from all grades would be able to understand it. And equity and equality is such a nuanced topic. And I think more than the research, what takes more time is actually breaking down it into small parts and digestible information, and then being able to answer potential questions which students might have. Uh, now, on a practical nature, or note, uh, are all four of you uh, diploma candidates? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. is this is this a part of CAS for you? Are you applying this to your CAS work? Yeah. Okay. It's a great project for that um, and and can definitely be something sustainable. Are, are you the first year of doing this or are you uh, carrying this uh, from another group ahead of you? Uh, so this is our first year doing um, the TED Ed Talks group. Brilliant, brilliant idea. Um, do you have plans to sustain it to the, like, do you have the DP ones? Uh, are you training them in to do what you're doing? Uh, so yeah, we plan to hopefully get this to our grade 11 students. Uh, so how we are gonna do it, we're hopefully we're gonna, we plan to send out a Google form to grade 11 students. And for the students who show interest to, to be part of this club, so each mem each of them will join a committee member, which is one of us, doing presentations and meetings uh, to learn our responsibilities and what they'll be in charge of. So it's similar to shadowing in that way. Mm -hmm. And so this way, we hope that what that they learn the responsibility that comes with the particular roles in the TED Talk Club and that they're interested in. And we hope that they transition smoothly into them. Mm -hmm. I know I, you know, I used to be a diploma program coordinator in my school, and and when uh, a particular group would get a great idea, uh, I would say, I'll, I'll be honest, probably not as great as this idea, <laughs> but they would get an idea that they wanted to sustain, like they wanted to do a annual fundraiser with an evening act, you know, a dinner and an um, entertainment or whatever, and, and it was always hard because they wanted the next group to take it on, and they they just never found. You know, necessarily the same passion. So I hope that this is something where you find those um, those juniors, those eleventh graders, to uh, join in because this is such a great idea. And like I said at the beginning of the, before we even started recording, you know, one of the things I'm hoping our listeners will pick up on is that this is a really good idea, and it's a great cast idea that certainly could be replicated. And uh, with the links that we have and the discussion you're providing, hopefully people will get enough of a framework that they can kind of build it personalized for their situation. You know, not every school that uh, that are that's IB is a K-12, but, you know, many of them are 9-12 or 7-12. Or and there's always going to be younger students that could, you know, could be mentored in this area. So uh, great idea. And I, and I hope that people connect with this and, and with you to find out how it can be replicated, not only in your school, but in other places as well. Um, speaking of which, so how do you, you're sharing it, I, I assume it's gonna be you know, the website, you're gonna present uh, these TED Talks or so that these uh, young people can be featured in a way that the public can see, parents can see. So uh, before we get into uh, this job, like I want you to look into the challenges uh, the students had because we were doing it virtually, right? Yeah. So I want you to look into the challenges they faced, you know, to have yeah. this committee, a virtual committee. So I want uh, uh, one of the students to speak on the challenges you had. So um, our website provides all the resources that we have used in our club. Um, there were many problems that we faced during uh, its creation. So mainly there were issues displaying the presentations. There was issues with the domain. Um, 
And there were issues with, uh, you know, formatting the website for various devices, such as computers, phones, etc. Uh, so using resources from online, uh, as well as brainstorming, uh, Chand and I were able to find a solution for each of these problems. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't even mention at the top for, you know, here in the United States, a lot of us are um, back in school, at least uh, most schools are back in school, the vaccinations have been widely available. And so uh, teachers and students and and especially older students are vaccinated for the most part. Uh, but, you know, many parts of the world, including, you know, you guys are still virtual. Is that correct? Yeah. So we're hoping to stay where we are, um, you know, with uh, in person. But, yeah, this the challenges, you know, imagine if you haven't been thinking of it this way. Uh, everything they've been describing has been done virtually. You're meeting with these younger students virtually and and doing your presentations virtually, which adds another layer of of difficulty. Uh, any, what are some of the other um, uh, obstacles you've run into? I think it's one more problem that's associated with us doing this virtually because we're also involving grades one to five. Doing it virtually means we can't include any activity which involves them to stand up and sort of capture their attention throughout. With virtual classes, they can tend to lose their interest throughout, and it does become more difficult to manage such a big group of children from time to time because we're also not equipped with the proper expertise. And I think that's where our teachers in charge come into play. And they've been extremely helpful with not only looking through the potential resources we want to provide, but helping us manage how we're going to speak and helping basically making a smoother transition for us to present it to the students. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, along those lines, it has been hard. I think one of the difficulties is interacting with them. Uh, when you're like mentoring for grades one to two or three to four, obviously they're, they want the interaction and with virtually it's hard to interact. And so we've had to find like new ways that they can be engaged into what we're teaching them. So I think one of the ways is uh, we've tried to use a Padlet and uh, like have them upload or upload their thoughts and solutions on them. And also in that case, uh, teachers have been helpful. They've been they they're the ones who share the links share the presentations with them so they can help understand so they can help understand the sdgs better mm -hmm. yeah padlet is a wonderful tool we just had a meeting here and used padlet very effectively um you know one of the things i was thinking about while you were talking too um was the the fact that for some people like you you have a, a school that um you know it's a k-12 school but if you're trying to get like in many schools the the, the upper campus is a different location than the than the younger students are. And so, in fact, virtual might be the best solution. So some of the things, the tools you guys have found to be effective uh, might be the actual first choice for, for uh, some situations where the school, the younger children are, you know, maybe miles apart. Yes, very true, John. Yeah, even Chan, you want to add something on the obstacles? Uh, yeah, so I would like to say that online sessions do are sometimes redundant, but our club tries to make them more interactive with how we work along with these SDGs. Some of the fundamental topics we discuss, like the purpose and goal, are more based on the students interacting with us so they can express their thoughts. And that's why I really like this club, and it's a good initiative. That's great. So let me ask a little bit about balance as, as uh uh, year 12, uh, you know, DP2s, I guess they call them around the world. Um, 
you have a very busy schedule. This is just, you know, it's always the case with CAS. It's a balancing act with your CAS activities and your academic activities. You've got internal assessments probably starting to become due. You may have already finished or you're just deep into your extended essays. Uh, tell us a little, talk a little bit about balancing your own personal lives to, to run something as significant as this and then still uh, stay focused on what you're trying to do with the diploma program. Uh, so, yeah, it, with grade 12, the workload is high and there's a lot, but I feel like the initiative of this club is such a way that it makes you, motivates you to participate. And, you know, I love learning about the SDGs and what are the creative solutions that come up to this. And so I always make it a priority to make sure that I try to give my best to this club Uh Despite that I do have a lot of workload, uh, this is like, I, I really am passionate about this initiative. So I think with passion, you always find a way to manage your schedule. And yeah, I think it's the passion that drives uh, me to be part of this club. I think as Sinchan said, it's an extremely rewarding club because you do get emails from parents and like filled out reflection forms that said, my child has learned such a wonderful topic and it's very good that you're addressing it at a young age. And I think it all makes it really worth it. And additionally, I think our team works very well together. We tend to follow timelines very well and that makes the workload on each individual less significant. And we do have frequent meetings where we can discuss and evaluate each other's ideas. So I think a combination of all of this is what makes it so rewarding and enjoyable to be part of this club, which also makes it much easier to balance alongside our academics. Yeah, so um, not only is it, you know, inspiring to, uh, you know, obtain these messages from uh, the parents of the lower grades, but like, you know, since we're working with uh, our fellow classmates uh, and uh, we work efficiently, um, uh, our time on on the certain project that we're working on, um, it gets cut and uh, we work less. We have a less load of work to do for this club. So, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to add that uh, because of the pandemic, like you don't really get that many social interactions. Uh, this club also rewards me in that way that I can talk with people uh, who I usually wouldn't ever get to talk to as next year we'll be leaving school and we won't ever get to meet the new students which have joined this school. Yeah, I wanted to add here, uh, John, like actually this club was the initiative of these students. They came up with the ideas and as teachers, we supported their ideas and we tried to implement them. And we had a session to discuss, evaluate, like which is the best one or which is not. In fact, even to create the logo, we had a survey, like which one is the best. So it's not like we created one logo and we said this, we are going to work. So there were many logos created by the students and we voted like which one is the best. And that is how. So actually this club helped these students to understand the real world how the things actually process in real world. So when you join an institute or a company, like your role, your designation and that role, how is it important? Like what are your, what is the process of, you know, uh, having understanding your team, what your team demands, you know, what are the needs of your team, how to work with them collaboratively. Okay, if there is a, no opinion, how to convince them. So I think these are certain skills which they developed while working in this club. And uh, I think, I have seen those actually those skills being implemented in their lessons in the actual uh, during the school sessions in the subjects also. So mm -hmm. that is what I wanted to highlight here. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, one of the things our listeners, especially those that have an experience with a diploma program school, is you're going to hear in these four young people a really good example of how uh, what strong uh, individuals uh, become diploma program students uh, and eventually, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, candidates who win the diploma. Um, you know, I, I'm, while you're speaking, I'm thinking about students I used to have when in this kind of thing and, and some of the great ideas you guys come up with and the ways you speak about them. And, you know, also the fact that oftentimes a cohort of young people like yourselves, you are each other's support to get through the diploma program and to get through high school and every school, whether it's an IB school or not, there's, there's groups of kids that use each other to kind of get through it, whether it be through sports teams or other clubs that they're doing, but it's that diploma program core of students that really leans on each other and, and the support you're giving each other. I'm just really heartened to, to see it. I'm, I'm able to watch to see you, the four of you together here on screen. And it's really interesting and, and uh, reminds me of how, how strong that bond is between diploma students and the fact that you have such a great uh, thing to, to bond around in this case, also the cast work and this, this uh, club, the Ted talk club that you're doing. It's just one example of, of the way in which a diploma program enhances the uh, school um, environment and, and what you guys get to participate in. So credit to all of you, your teachers, yourselves, um, and your parents obviously have doing, doing something right as well. So good for you. Um, so let's, let's talk anything else that you want to talk about. I guess, uh, you know, we've kind of touched on most of the questions we had, uh, set aside. I've heard a little about the future plans and how you're going to pick, uh, future leaders that hopefully will carry this idea on. Um, and we're going to be sharing this, um, the links and so on. So our listeners will get a chance to see things. What else do you want to uh, share with the listeners about this experience and, and, uh, how you've been uh, participating in it in the last year? Um, I think this experience has really helped me um, sharpen the IB learner profile attributes. So whether that be in inquiring, risk-taking and caring and knowledgeable uh, and balanced, I think I've learned like, so every time I'm, I participate in these meetings or every time I, I, I involve myself in this. I, I can like distinctly identify that, okay, I'm like, I'm gaining so much from this club. And, and it's really rewarding. Um, it's really, it really helps me like understand like how I can be, I can be helpful to my community. And, and it's really shown me like the potential that I have to contribute to my community and how I can impact my community. Yeah. I think this experience is also extremely insightful. A lot of the knowledge we learn from our SDG talks and the real life examples we use can be applied in our IB lessons themselves. They can be utilized as different case studies. And additionally, I think especially in the pandemic, we're sort of used to being in our own bubbles, especially since we're normally in one room for most of the day. So I think having this club made me understand that there are other people out there who are going through the same thing as I am and we all can work together to get out of it and create a better world for the future generations because at the end of the day that is the main purpose of the sustainable development goal and I want to be involved in helping create a more informed and a better generation as my previous generation has done for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah uh, along with what uh, Shinchan and Anjali mentioned uh, not only is it, you know, um, a service towards the community, but it's also something that 
we can uh, learn upon. Um, so uh, throughout this um, throughout this club, I learned a lot of uh, various skills, as well as uh, you know um, uh, methods of uh, you know knowledge um, that I that I got uh, throughout this uh, um, throughout this club, uh, including communication skills as well as presentation skills and um, as well as you know website development skills. Yeah, ma'am. I'll just add that this club has really helped me develop some speaking skills as well as collaborating skills because uh, it's really important in the workplace that we have these certain set of skills which we can efficiently use with anyone. Yeah, so Johan, in the long run, like we had a talk in the last week, like what would be the future of this club to be, right? We have to give it to our TP1 students and all that. So we had a suggestion and we had a discussion over that. And we thought like maybe in the coming few months or few years, we want to take it on an international level where we want other international schools also to be a part of this club. Mm-hmm. Where the, the integration is not only between within these students, also within the other IB students. So it is like it can be, that is what the future goal we had set right now. So that's what. Yeah, that'd be great. And that's, you know, kind of what I was saying earlier too, is that hopefully listeners will pick up on this and be maybe one way to introduce them to this. And uh, I know, Bavia, you've been willing to share your contact information and the, you know, so that people could get a hold of you if they wanted to kind of uh, connect the dots between your school and others. Um, I think that would be a great, a great vision for this, you know, and even, you know, even when a a project like yours does not sustain for very long, that's okay, because the next group of students, just like this group, made a club that was kind of based on their own interests and personalities and, and strengths. And so it's not a tragedy if something like this lasts a year or two, and, and then stops, and there'll be something else. And, Part of the whole point of CAS in the in the IB framework is that students look for a problem, look for an issue, and try to find ways to solve it in a way that uh, fulfills the mission of the IB. And um, so, but if this gets picked up in other places, that would be great. And uh, the idea is so good that uh, yeah. you know we have a school here in Minnesota where I'm located um, that does do TED talks, but they I don't, to my knowledge, they don't do. Um, they don't do it based on the SDGs, which would be a cool thing to to add. And I was just going to say earlier um, that I just want to credit the four of you students, and of course to to Bavia as well, but particularly just pointed out that this, you you young people have been through something that no one imagined for you a couple of years ago. Um, you should have been able to meet together and hang out in the hallways of your school and 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 talk in the classrooms and do all the things that kids do and. And so you've been able to, in the, in the environment that is thrust upon you in the COVID times uh, of not being able to be together, uh, you still managed to create something wonderful that is um, built on the same uh, foundation that all the other students have done in the past. So credit to all of you. I want to make sure people recognize that. And and uh, you're going to look back on this, you know, as this, you know, this is one of the things that really made you resilient because hopefully you won't have to face this. Uh, often in your life, but uh, if when you have challenges, uh, you can know that you can rise to them. And I want to give you all the credit in the world for that. Uh, anything else that uh, anyone wants to add? Um, I appreciate your being here today, all four of you. And for the listeners, we're recording this at you know after nine o'clock on a Sunday night uh, in in India. So uh, these guys uh, are going extra mile to be with us today. Yeah, Anjali, come on. I think also uh, adding on to what Ms. Bavia said, we're 
uh, we also want to concretize what we're actually doing. Like currently our focus is on spreading awareness. However, in the future years, we want like the DP1 students to be able to pick a personalized SDG and be able to create a project around it. So like with regards to gender equality, create like go to different rural villages and inform women on different like on gender equality as a whole. Um, However, this isn't a discursive stage and we this is the first year we've implemented it. So currently our focus is on the feasibility of running this club and how to optimize the operations and optimize spreading awareness. But I do think we have really big plans for this club and this platform is a great way to advertise it. So thank you. Mm-hmm. One of the things you said to somebody, I can't remember who was introducing this at the beginning, they talked about the standard develop or excuse me, the sustainable development goals, the SDGs, as being um ways to take action. And that's of course part of the IB, uh, you know, pillars of the IB as well as to take action on what you learn. And so young people's, you know, that might decide that an SDG is the focus of their community service in an elementary setting or even a middle school setting. Um, so there's lots of ways that this can can grow and like I said, organically from what they're, how they're inspired by the work. So it's important that someone helps them start it like you are. Uh, so yeah, like Anjali mentioned, we hope that students can take an SDG and make a project on them. And I hope like through this uh, TED Talk Club that, they connect what their passion is to the SDG and how they relate both and how they can work on both to help the community. Um, personally, if I if I want to say, um, I'm really into artificial intelligence and business. So when I approached the SDG, I really took what I'm passionate about and I tried to connect it with an SDG and and how and it kind of showed me like how much like what I can do to impact my community and help my community further. Excellent. So John, I would like to thank my students, especially, you know, because this was the initiative brought up. And though the school has supported from the, you know, from the teaching to the non-teaching staff, like they have been cooperative in getting this club up to the platform and helping us with the development of the website and, you know, uh, giving us their uh, timetable slots in order to see that the club is being done in a better way. And especially to the teachers who help these students to mentor those little ones and who have cooperated and who have tried to make them explain how to mentor those smaller students. And I would personally thank these, my students here who have actually brought this club into progress. So it is not only in the part of the dreams, it is actually happening. And uh, when they're actually, you know, going away from the IB diploma program, they are actually having the ideas of how to take this club ahead so that they can support the DP1 batch there. So I, I actually appreciate them because they're going to be the alumni tomorrow and who knows that they're going to be tomorrow's speakers for the club. After a few years, right? They can be invited as speakers to the club and they can actually be a speaker there on speaking one of the SDGs in their own way. So we see a long run there, a long way ahead with this club. So, and thank you, John, for inviting us and re-inviting me again and to share this uh, uh, platform, you know? Thank you so much. Yeah. You bet. Thank you. So I would like, you know, actually, can you give a small uh, suggestion or something to your fellow IBDP students who are there right now, who are doing online, offline, like, you know, so what do you feel like something is required right now to them? You know, so some a small statement. Let's start with Anjali. Come on. Uh, so I think the diploma program is extremely hard and I completely empathize going through with it. 
And I think especially in this situation, you just have to have perseverance to continue with what you're doing. And once again, I want to thank you for giving us this platform to show what we're passionate about. And we hope that DP students all around the world can do this and connect it to their passions and we can create a better world in the future. Thanks, Anjali. Um, so yeah, I agree. DP1 has definitely not been easy, but uh, I just want to say a thing to DP1 students that, you know, whatever your ideas are, um, speak out and, you know, express your ideas and maybe it'll, it'll turn out something like this that everyone benefits in the community. And yeah, so thank you so much, sir, for giving us this platform as well. Thanks, Nishan. Thanks, Rish. Uh, yeah, so the IVDB program is very treacherous. Uh, and, you know, uh, it takes a lot of time in your life. Uh, but uh, when you get through it, you'll understand that it is very, you know, it'll be very helpful in your life later on, uh, and it'll help develop your future. Uh, and uh, even while you're in, uh, you know, the DP program, uh, if you have something that you do want to, uh, that you're really interested in, you can, um, you can start something uh, such as this, like, you know, a club, uh, et cetera, um, and create something that, you know, the community community will benefit upon. And uh, I also want to thank Sir for letting us uh, hop on this platform to share our um, our club. Well, thank you, Rishi. Yes, John. Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you, Sir, for allowing us to speak with you and the listeners on this podcast. Uh, and I'd also like to talk about how the journey is more important than the destination and how everyone who's participated in this club has actually learned more throughout participating with the different students and developing their different skills that they have developed throughout this club. I have been hearing my students saying that diploma program is very hard there's that and all that but I do appreciate that whatever see nothing comes you know just like that and I have seen that you know in the long run not in the long run right now they have developed a huge assets of these skills which they actually can implement in the university and I think this kind of skills and this kind of attitudes or attributes can be only provided by the diploma education right because it gives the opportunity to the candidates to fulfill their dreams in the way they want to. So they it gives the student agency, the power of student agency. Mm-hmm. So that is an excellent way in IB education. Yeah. Well, well said. Yeah. And while each of you was speaking, it was fun to watch the other other people in the window here were all nodding their heads in agreement. So you, there's a lot of common experience and common uh, sense of of what the value of the IB education is and this particular experience working with the TED, TED Talk Club. So, well, I want to thank you all. Thank you for, for being part of this and to take time out of your Sunday evening. And and uh, you probably have been doing some revision all weekend maybe and, and getting ready. Uh, but uh, enjoy the, the, the rest of your experience and uh, embrace the challenge as you have clearly done. So thanks to all of you. As a privacy precaution, the Student School has asked that listeners fill out a form linked in our show notes if you would like to see their webpage for this project. If you're interested, please go ahead and fill out the form. It's definitely worth a look to see the work the students have done. Now that we have over 80 IB Matters episodes covering a range of subjects, you can use our podcast webpage, which is organized by program and by topic. The link to the website is in our podcast notes. We've also added a dedicated Facebook page for the podcast called IB Matters Podcast. 
Besides linking to our recent episodes, it will have additional features highlighting our guests and further links from our podcasts. We encourage you to like and follow our Facebook page and make suggestions for future programs or questions you would like us to ask our upcoming guests. Please find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Join our over 3,000 followers on Twitter at MattersIB. Also help us spread the word about IB by liking, sharing, and reviewing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In just over two years, we've been heard in over 150 countries, a testament to the global reach of the IB. 